0: Welcome to another episode of Two Ales at Hockey Tales with Wally. And today, I am so excited to have on a 29-year-old from Salt Lake City, Utah, USA. His hockey journey has taken him to the USA, Hungary, Germany, and Wales. Another Wenatchee Wild drafted seventh round of the Chicago Blackhawks. Had himself a time with the Portland Winterhawks, WHL first-team all-star, played 75 playoff games, quite a few, and was a WHL champion. And he seems to have captured the hearts and minds of Cardiff Devils fans all over Wales. Um, And before that was a (laughs) lousy sir, and he is best known for loving Twix. Welcome to the podcast, Mac Carruth.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, so... It actually happened, eh? So they threw twix at you? <laughs> oh
1: yeah. Yeah, I guess it was a little delayed. I had uh, Dupont's kid on my shoulder the game before. But uh, yeah, yeah someone was,
0: it, wrote to me that they, the a kid had, had gifted you one. He didn't chuck it at you, but the next yeah, game yeah, I was they chucked it the on Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe that actually happened. So shout out to Evan Mosey, episode 61 and 79.5. He was one that got that ball rolling, eh? and <laughs>
1: Oh, geez. Yeah. Just stirring the pot constantly.
0: <laughs> so, um, I guess we get into how we know each other and that is people are chucking Twix at you now in Cardiff. Um, and, uh, you are in Cardiff now. So where are you the Bay or downtown?
1: all uh, right right at the Bay. Yeah. We got, uh, I would arguably the best view out of anybody. Um, What's maybe, you talking about? Not, maybe not as good a view as Panath, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, yeah, we're looking right out at the, the locks
0: out there and, beautiful out today it is Hey, eh? Cardiff's a nice spot and uh you were in uh Whitewater before that it's a pretty nice spot too vice eh? Vasa. <laughs> <laughs> so did you learn any Russian <laughs> no
1: yeah well if I spoke to any of the uh older folks area yeah, probably but um we enjoyed it actually I mean it does get a bad rap in that league but we were there for or I was there for two straight years during COVID like I didn't go home oh really yeah so uh so it's a bit of a home
0: away from home for you eh? vice foster yeah.
1: the wife went uh, back and forth a couple of times so she got to get out of there a little bit but uh i enjoyed it the the people there made it for sure like that definitely wasn't uh, much to do around town but the people that were around us the equipment manager there was really good to us and invited us to things and but uh yeah if you're not there for hockey it's uh
0: tough sledding yeah you gotta be a hockey guy and i think they got a new rink though since i played there is it not a well, new gorgeous. rink there? yeah it's unbelievable actually yeah mm. you probably don't know about the rink that was there before though a eh? um like not the rink i would have played in but then there was like this old rink built into the ground like in a crater and that the, the though the ground was the seats right and they had built in seats into the ground you probably don't even know about that it was behind the old arena it was like the oh, Coliseum wow. of hockey
1: no that uh, that league's got some questionable barns though it sure does yeah show up and there's only two two
0: walls i didn't think that was a thing in pro hockey but it, you know it is what? a thing in germany yeah like krimachau gorgeous right yeah
1: krimachau bad nauheim kauffborn uh, California. Oh, California's got a new building too. Really? Yeah. Same, same builder. I think
0: as, uh, as like vice the foster, they're yeah. putting up four walls now or what? Oh yeah. All four of them <laughs> in a roof. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. People must like that. Um, so I guess, um, yeah, so Cardiff has two import goalies now, Hey, eh? We used to not have any, now they got two of them. So how does that work? Are you guys like does the coach tell you like the day of the game, the day before the game? How do you know when you're playing?
1: Um, lately, he's been going day before. Um, yeah, it's been it's been kind of trying to load management for both of us right now. As big of an NBA term as that is, but uh, <laughs>
0: are you doing the NBA?
1: No, 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 no. Um, I'm not there yet. I'm not who's to, who's doing it this season? Um. I believe just mickelson Um, one guy i thought there was gonna be more but he's pretty smart so
0: i don't know Uh, yeah all the guys that go to the met are really smart he's like
1: crazy into finance and stuff and listen to him on the buses is that right put my mind in a pretzel
0: so yeah (laughs) i don't know if i'm ready for it (laughs) i understand um yeah no okay so your first experiences in Cardiff have been good though eh? Unbelievable. Yeah. Wife loves it. She's making friends outside the rink and
1: going to coffee co spending my weekly salary. all that. <laughs> No, but it's, it's coffees good.
0: are expensive in Wales. You start going to those Costa places. It's like freaking what four pounds of coffee.
1: Oh, yeah, it's and then she's Canadian. So like, I've been telling her like, that's like 20 bucks Canadian there if you spend two two pounds here.
0: Yeah, well you know what we haven't had a we haven't had a love story on the pod in a while. So where did you meet the young Canadian gal? Um, yeah, it's a pretty nice little story.
1: It's a little old school, Beautiful. you know, there's no no apps involved, things like things of that nature. You not the young crowd here, I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of apps that make things happen for the boys. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> um, so my goalie coach in Hungary is from Calgary and I was training with him there after the year was meeting him there and i typical american just totally spaced that i was canada today july 1 i drove up july 1 a day early get in there places bumping i'm like staying downtown at the hilton there downtown calgary and i'm starving i get hangry like i need every, food dad
0: everybody does yeah. <laughs>
1: and uh so i played in the whl like you had mentioned earlier and every time we went to to Canada was Earls. All we ate out was Earls. You know, back in the day it was Earls for the girls. But uh she was a waitress, um, wasn't she? Yeah, no, I wish. No. Um go in there and there's no spots. Like the guy's like 35 minutes minimum. I'm like, oh, okay, well, can I sit at the bar and have food? He'll, yeah. If you can find a seat at the bar, no problem. And this other young man came up and like was walking towards the bar and I gave him the one of the biggest forearm shivers of my career to get to this one bar spot that was open, and just so happened the young lady ended end up marrying was sitting to my left. And uh, Canada Canada Day, she likes to have fun, so she was she was uh, she was getting after it, and they offered to getting uh, in one, you could say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They offered to share their pitcher of margaritas with me, which is very nice of them. Yeah, and that's uh, how things can escalate. Yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't like when I say it very much, but it was the uh, most expensive free drink I've ever uh, put down. <laughs> and then yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. The rest of the history, we went uh, like three straight days to the stampede after that. And, oh dear. Yeah. That sounds then, like uh, much. I always happened to be leaving for uh, Hungary in like three weeks. And obviously we spent like pretty much a week together there. And so I'm like, Hey, if you, if this thing wants to keep going, I'm going to a, a camp in florida before i head out so if you want to fly down Coming to, to florida, florida for a week see if this thing's gonna keep going and then thank god she did she flew down to florida and hung out with the boys down
0: there with me and so and, you guys are kind of uh, like you guys haven't really set up a home base then if you're in vice foster for two years eh no no and then i'm from jackson Hole, wyoming Which is Jack, so that you're not from Salt
1: Lake City, Utah. Well, I was born there; that's what it says, and everything, right? But uh, Wyoming,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Unless you got a lot of hockey happening there. Um, my old man runs a rink in town, um, so we can get ice whenever we want. But yeah, not a lot of, uh, not a lot of hockey going on there. So I was there until I was ten. We played youth hockey till I was ten, and then family pretty much picked up things, so I could kind of. Keep moving on hockey, yeah. So we moved to Minnesota when I so was so the 10. old man
0: had to transfer his job and the whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah, everybody, everybody, sister, mom. Oh, yeah,
0: everybody's all in for back, eh?
1: 10 years old, <laughs> yep, no pressure at all. <laughs> so we moved well, to Minnesota. Oh. I try out, make like the whatever Pee Wee A team, I think, at the time or something like that. <clears throat> Big kerfuffle in Minnetonka because everyone's. Pretty
0: the political goalie. in Minnesota, right? And the goalie that would have been on that team. Oh, you oh, show yeah. up into town and you're like, hey, check out my shit. Oh, oh boy, <laughs> those parents with little Johnny oh, yeah. would have been so upset, eh?
1: Mismatching pads, left, right, and center. It was, it was tough sledding for my style for a bit there. But uh, he ends up running the rink in town, too, there. Um, and then eventually I leave home at 14. And as soon as I left home at 14, they... Mass exodus back to Jackson Hall. So.
0: <laughs> and then he had to transfer his job back.
1: <laughs> yeah, transfer his job back. So, what again.
0: was he doing? What was his job?
1: um So, he works for a company that, um, for a while, like when I was in, I left home to go to Chicago, played mid Triple A out there. And he would, they would just take rundown buildings, which maybe they need to start doing out here and some rinks we've played in out here. But uh, they would take rundown barns and spruce them up, like put, some money into them, hire a manager for two, three weeks. Dad would train them and then he'd be out and they would sell it back to the community or back to whoever. Cool. So they're just sprucing up event centers and ice rinks and stuff like
0: that. And getting out of there. Well, it's, it's, it's interesting hearing the story that the whole family up and moved their whole life. Cause yeah, I'm in a tough spot here for kid being good at hockey is uh triple A is not close. Um, cities aren't close. Um, But, uh, yeah, I just, uh, picked my squad yesterday. So, uh, big day, um, the and Canucks are assembled and, uh, we are ready to start the season and I can't wait. We got a great group of kids and they worked really hard this weekend. So shout out to all you fellows that just made the team. We're going to have fun this year. (laughs) What age group is that? Under 11. So it would have been Adam. Yeah. We're a major minor together. So, uh, yeah, pretty big deal. Yeah. How many everyone playing goal still or no, no, no? We got a great goalie, Knox. Um he uh great name. Yeah, Knox. He's gonna he's gonna run a muck this year as our goaltender. Um, I think we're gonna be a great um uh, team with that, but you know, it's all about the goalie, really. And uh we we're got a high on. end goalie. Back out. Yeah, so that's how you win championships is goaltending. I don't know if you knew that. <laughs> um Okay, so anyways, yeah, today's also my old man's 66th birthday. So shout out to him. We're going four-wheeling after this. That's why I'm up so early. Got to, you know, got to fit these in when you can. <laughs> um, okay, so did you know Scaldi before? How did you end up in Cardiff? How does the connection work here? Did you know him?
1: Uh, no. I talked to Scaldi. Um, honestly, it was just a, kind of a long summer for me. Uh, we thought it was going to be pretty quick. Um, we were supposed to uh, be heading to the Dell from what we've heard, like because that's why I went to Vice Foster to get my passport. Do you have it? No, I no,
0: no, no, no. I, I was wish, gonna say, geez, you'd just be counting was, your
1: cash if you had that. Yeah, I know, it was uh, just a license to print money, but um, you know, all those teams tell you they have an in with the government and whatnot, and mm. they did have an in and they waited and waited and waited, and uh, the lady retired before she could help me out. Oh dear. So Dad, then, uh, do you have some kind
0: of German in your background?
1: Yeah. My mom's super German. Um, not super German. Her, her great, great grandfather's German. I from think it brother. cuts off at grandparents. eh? I think that's in the UK. Yeah. But like we were trying to get the nationality thing going.
0: Yeah, no, I know players that get the over there and get that stuff. done. A, a fellow from around here just left to head to, I guess, castle to uh, apparently he's going to get his passport and uh, be a big German star. <laughs> yeah, that's what uh, they had a guy there last year. They told me to get his passport right away, and he's there the whole year. <laughs> Just um, yeah, like Vice Foster always built their team on uh, signing a really good goalie, and then not having that much of a team around him. So you must have got some work in, in Vice Foster, eh?
1: Yeah, we uh, we had a tendency to get outshot for sure. Um, well put. <laughs> it was good, you know. Like uh, the boys like to get after it in that league post game and stuff so could get your frustrations out uh, at the bottom of a bottom of a bottle or something. A yep. Bottle of some some weiss beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, can do Spreck and i it, Deutsch? Uh, Deutsch is a bit scheiße. <laughs> that's good. You're in an English speaking country Frechen, now. So Sprechen don't scheiße, Deutsch. Deutsch. Um okay um that's okay. You weren't there long enough to really uh you know dive into it. So um I guess we should get into this though. Um actually you're in Cardiff Bay. Ever been to Eli Jenkins?
1: No. wonder no. if
0: it's still there. It was right by the, uh, like, Tesco little pub uh, by the bay. Uh, yeah, it's where I wrote my thesis, you know. I really got to know the people in there.
1: All right. Yeah. I'll, the, I'll, I'll ask Dixon. He's kind of the... the yeah, mayor social of-
0: leader. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see that. He seems like quite the dandy. He was on here, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so have you been to Chippy Lane?
1: I've seen the aftermath of Chippy Lane
0: late Mm, night. lovely. Yeah. Just a lovely crowd there. Yeah. It's, it's awesome when there's like grown adults, like shitting themselves, you know, it's a, it's a tough bounce for some people. They had some tough nights. They work hard. Yeah. Yeah. They, they really get after it in Wales. Those Welsh people can really do her. Um, okay. So we talked about your minor hockey, a bit wild story, but, um, you got to Portland, and your team was awesome, it looked like. You had, I wrote down here, Bjorkstrand, Seth Jones, P- Nick Patan, Leipzig, Ryan Johansson, and Ty Ratty. Just some of them. Just a few of them, yeah.
1: We it's a were, heck of a team. We were pretty juiced. Uh, Tyler Tyler Wotherspoon on the back end, too. We had some Chase Delio. You'd kill me if I didn't mention him. He's a Instagram little guy there. Instagram What's his name?
0: Solider,
1: Chase DeLeal.
0: Hmm.
1: He's, uh, he was in, based out of Cali there. He likes a good Instagram post, but, um, nice. nice. I'm a big uh, yeah, We runner, were, too. we were loaded. Uh, I was very fortunate to be on that team. I came from Wenatchee with Mosey, um, decommitted from, from school, um, after 48 hours of being in Portland, that was a bit of a debacle. I, uh, I think we went like 10 and zero my second year there in Wenatchee. And I got a call from Duluth saying you're at to play another year of juniors after this year. You're not going to come in as a true freshman.
0: So you were going I, to Minnesota Duluth.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I committed, uh, like right after my 15th birthday. So I was real young.
0: Holy shit.
1: For college. For college. Yeah. Yeah. It might've been a bit of a mistake, but, uh, committing me that early, but, uh, yeah. Went for an official visit with the parents and, uh, I guess
0: they need to, they need to do that then oh, or else you go now. to the yeah. WHL. Right. Like that's when you got to make that decision. And if you don't know that there's something there, then you're going to go to the WHL. Right.
1: Yeah. Or like, in I mean, they're signing kids at 12, 14. Now it's insane. Holy uh, moly. So was committed there, uh, for most of my career in Menachee, obviously. And then, um, went 10 and all. Thought like, what do you mean? I'm coming back again. Like I'm pretty much done all I can do in this league type of thing. Me being a young little cocky POS and, uh, the agent thought the same thing. He's like, well, uh, your rights in the WHL are owned by Prince George right now. So maybe let's not leave. And then somehow a couple of weeks later, they dropped me and Portland, picked me up and, uh, Agent was all of a sudden really interested in me leaving. He goes, Yeah, you got to go in and tell these guys to start negotiating to like give your rights to Portland. Um, I'm like, okay, young little 16-year-old Matt Carruth, 17-year-old Matt Carruth, going into the Paul Baxter. I don't know if you know that into, name.
0: into the brass's office. No, I don't know these guys.
1: Uh, he's got uh sixty-eight career NHL fights and about sixty-seven losses. <laughs> Sounds so like my fight card. <laughs> he, could, he could chuck him, but he just happened to pick the wrong guy, let's say. Um, he was willing so a, to do it. <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty intimidating guy for young Mac. And uh, I went in there probably three or four times. I'm like, hey, I'm leaving. Like, you got to start negotiating. Like, This is with Wenatchee? This is with Wenatchee, yeah. Um, they, and every single time I left there, I put my mind in a pretzel, which isn't hard to do. And he's like, well, I think you should decommit, like pick a different school. I'm like, no, like this is like, we're deciding, blah, blah, blah. And I left there like being like, I don't know what happened. Call my agent. Like, I don't know what's going on, man. Like I leave there and yeah. somehow I'm still here. I don't know. What's so eventually he's like, well, do you know anybody in town that could come in with you? And I was dating uh, this girl at the time, um, Taylor Telford. And then Taylor he,
0: Telford.
1: Oh yeah. Her father came in as my lawyer to the locker room post-practice and went in there. Like my agent called him like, Hey, this is what you got to say. Blah, blah blah. Like just kind of lay it down for him. And then
0: the guy would twist you around and you'd still be there.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> my girl, my ex 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 girlfriend at the time's parent went in there because my parents aren't there, obviously. Sat down in the coach's office. I just stared at them both, like, watching this conversation go down. Yeah. And then I went on a two-week hiatus from everybody while the negotiations going down. Didn't go to school. Didn't go to practice. Like, went on strike pretty much until they figured <laughs> it out. Um, and, like, that was it. They were asking for something absurd, like, 20 grand from – who. And Wenatchee
0: would get that or the the other team you were with, the Prince George or whatever it is?
1: I think it's Wenatchee was asking for 20 because that's like the NHL kickback if you could draft it in the first round or something. And there was no way I was going first round. Like coming out of the NA whatever, NHL, like there's no way they're taking a first round goalie like that. But that's where I was projected after 10 games or something stupid like that, like which obviously would change. So they're asking for 20. Portland's like, there's no way we're paying 20 for this kid. So I'm sitting there just waiting for this whole thing to play out. And eventually play it played out in a crazy way. Like my billets from when I was 14, chucked in some money. It was wild. <laughs> so eventually I got out of there, took a, I believe it was a 10 hour drive from Wenatchee to Portland, uh, or six hour drive from Wenatchee to Portland, something like that. And got there, Mike Johnson, one of the best coaches i've had meets me at the gate he's like hey like how long is you drive like oh, six seven hours what time you wake up for you know just want to be here for practice he goes oh you don't have to practice today oh well, no i'm getting on the ice getting after it and i think day one the goalie coach had to press me up against the glass because i was freaking out on someone for deacon during a warm-up drill or something
0: oh you're one of those goalies you don't like that shit
1: eh oh yeah i'll just respect my first drill and then i'll respect the rest of your practice
0: I remember one of my first pro practices, I think that goalie was Ty Conklin. And we're playing rebound and I over stick handled in front of him and he <laughs> he did not like it. And then I learned, don't, don't, you gotta, you gotta shoot it in a timely manner when you're playing oh, against yeah. NHL goalies. Yeah. 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 He scared me that day. Um, yeah there's a time limit when you're playing rebound, you know. okay. so so um I, I heard that you can chuck some knuckles. I saw a picture of you punching a guy about to punch a guy in the face. So you'll chuck knuckles, will you?
1: Yeah, you know, that's the quickest way to get things figured out sometimes, you know?
0: Right, sometimes you
1: just need to, right? Just to, yeah. just has to happen, right? Yeah, when you know you can take a few punches, it's it's a little bit more a little bit more enticing, so. I agree, actually.
0: Until I got punched in the head, I didn't realize it wasn't that big of a deal, right? Yeah, not that big a deal. No, you you're right. I got beat up all the time if I ever <laughs> fought. Um, that Bjorkstrand, though, um, I mentioned his name. His old man in Denmark was legendary for his <laughs> training and whatnot. Um, was that kid just given or two?
1: Uh, he came in pretty much shape when Portland. Like he was ready to go. I think I played against his old man in the Ebel. Like he was coaching, I think maybe in that, that, Graz or that somewhere. sounds right.
0: I played against him in Denmark.
1: Okay. Yeah. And then I heard horror stories from this guy's uh, horror. training. Horror. Yeah. Like running
0: and all oh, sorts of yuck. like half the squads not making the first game. <laughs> right, he goes through imports, man. You, f- you want to feel special as an import, but he doesn't think you're special. There's lots of you out there. <laughs> <laughs> That's the rumor I hear. Yeah, there's a few guys clicking <laughs> around like that still. Hey, by the way, is your agent uh David Monty? Yep, yeah, that's the man. The yeah, man he, of the legend there. He's gonna be the first agent on the pod, folks. Oh, he's got some stories. He's I'm sure he does. Stories. We haven't gone that angle yet. We haven't had an agent on yet. So dark side of hockey. Yeah, those guys are always making deals. Okay. Um, so. I think I got this, but anyways, your time in Portland, then you finally get there, and then you guys just run amok for four years. You play Your first year, I saw you played like a dozen playoff games, and then after that, you played over 20 playoff games a season.
1: Yeah, I think – I'm not for sure I still hold the record, but uh, I took the record from Braden Holtby on most
0: playoff wins, I believe. Uh, You played a lot of playoff games. So you won it once, and then the other years, you must have been close. Uh, We lost in game –
1: seven I believe once to oh, Edmonton dear. game five to Kootenay, and then game oh. six to Edmonton so which year did you win
0: it my f- last year like 2012 13 so you had lost three years in a row in the finals and then you finally oh, pulled wow. her out the last year yeah, yeah that must have tough. been fun and all our horses were gone that's year. when you won not, it was not all the
1: horses i I don't want to say that we had tirati uh Archie, Bjorkstrand, the Patan and Leipzig duo. So we were still pretty well stacked for sure.
0: Yeah, that's why they must have been doing some serious recruiting. That's Seth Jones is a pretty decent hockey player, eh?
1: Yeah, yeah. He, um, yeah, he was, didn't, he should have been the HL or something at that point, even though he wasn't drafted, but he
0: was, he was a man. Yeah. Um, so then you win it in junior hockey. Do you guys get to floor it after you win?
1: Um, so we're in Canada, I believe. So it's only Sask. In, well, in oh no, sorry, for when we won the championship. Sorry. Um, so we still have the mem cup, right? Oh, right. So you can't really floor it. And we're in the States too. And I think I had I turned 21 in March that year, because I'm an overager at this point um it was the year of the lockout so I got sent back like a couple Lockouts. months into this season yeah um so yeah I was one of the only guys I was 21 and I think on my birthday my god rest his soul my uh billet at the time took me for a course like that like uh really fancy dinner spot like downtown Portland like up in like kind of like uh a ritzy um, area a ritzy area you know and took me out for a super nice meal and goes you got to have a beer with me like one of those billets and i okay like i got a game tomorrow like i'll, I'll coors so i had a coors light at whatever yeah six o'clock on the before a game that
0: was my 1st pregame uh beer yeah so you gotta you gotta see if it works for you everybody gotta try different <laughs> things to see how you play well <laughs>
1: Not, not the guiltiest these mm-hmm. games I've
0: ever played, but. <laughs> One course light shouldn't affect too much. Don't no, 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 no. Um, so I guess then basically then the lockout ends and you were drafted seventh round of Chicago. So then you signed an entry level three-year deal then. Is that what we're getting at?
1: Yeah. I signed an entry level there. Um, unfortunately burned a year of my contract with the, with the lockout and going back to juniors, which is a, Tough pill to swallow in the wallet side of things. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed my time in Chicago. Like I was there for five years, five, something like that. Uh, hey, five. So a
0: lot of it was with Rockford in the AHL. But you're so your rookie year, I saw you played for the Toledo Walleye 25 games played, but you also played seven games for the Florida Everblades. Ever been to the Lonnie Kai? You've been to oh, the Lonnie yeah. Kai?
1: Oh, I've been to the Lonnie Kai. My rook, my first ever pro rookie party was uh, held in Florida, by the Lonnie Kai on the Fort Myers Beach. Then legs and eggs at nine a.m. <laughs> legs and eggs. Legs and eggs. So I got there. What
0: are the legs? We're at the Rippers.
1: <laughs> nine a.m. <laughs> Rippers. I love it. Gosh, I get startup. I get there three days prior and like I fly in. All right, you're playing tonight. I'm like oh, oh my god! It's a whirlwind. <laughs> I just packed up my life in Toledo, which isn't saying much, and put it in my truck. Just bought a brand new truck. Thought it was just nails. Yeah. Oh yeah. Entry level my, deal. I'm it. not leaving my new brand new Raptor in Toledo for three months. No. And. um, pack that with all my gear. And I'm like, all right, so what's the plan with my truck to my agent? He goes, Oh, you guys are on a Northern swing next week. The coaches will come pick it up and drive it back down to Florida for you during the trip. Cause they're flying up, busing all the way down like yeah, back to Florida. I'm like, okay, whatever. That's fine. But anyways, so I get there three days prior to r- to the rookie party and I've already paid for, for either one or I think I paid for one in Toledo, got called up the same day, never got my money back. So of course the, the captains in Florida call the captains in Toledo and find out if this is true. Like, yeah, he paid, blah, blah, blah. Just let him, let him have a time. So unbeknownst to me, you have to be a, you have to be in a Speedo
0: all oh, day. Really on that, your rookie party.
1: Yeah. Speedo Yeah, uh, all day at the, uh, at the Lonnie Kai there, mm. but, the uh, party I, pick, I can't party wear speedos up at nine. You go to legs and eggs, you know, get a nice little base in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we have, we have the little handles of, uh, I think fireball was like kind of the hot topic at the time. All legs the rookies had finished their little, little cups, of fireball before we got to legs and eggs. And I think I might've ended up on the pole more than the women that were
0: working there. Hey, do you think you're a better dancer than me? Uh, no, no, definitely not. Okay. I just there's want to clarify of, uh, that. I've never met you, but, um. There's a lot of
1: hair involved here. Okay. Everywhere. Yeah. That happens.
0: Good, uh, that, uh, as you get older, it starts growing in different places and you just yeah. can't contain it anymore. Yeah.
1: Even at, you know, 21, it wasn't uh, a right? really good look with the thong on. Well, I'm, so,
0: so I, I'm just curious. Cause I, yeah, I never, didn't really look at it. This Florida Everblades team, it wouldn't be the team that like Lee Salters and um, they were on, eh? No, no, we had uh, I
1: forget his first name, but Tyson uh, Gibson. Tyson Gibson. No, I'm a whole different generation really? than you, I yeah, think. but was, um, uh, it's glad. I'm
0: glad to hear that rookie parties are still happening at the Lonnie Guy. That's fantastic. Oh, it was, it was something. I'm
1: sure it was. So you started at nine a.m. First... That's a long day, man. It is a long day. I think I got a cab back to the – I was the first guy back at midnight to, to, the, uh, to the old ranch there. I was yeah.
0: I was a so out of it. It's a whole different thing living in the coast playing in Florida than, like, Daytona Beach, Ohio, you know? Yeah, well, they time it perfectly. It's all the college kids come down there, right, in March. Oh, geez. Okay, so you did play in Toledo. Why did you go from Toledo to Florida? Like, so you're with Chicago, and Chicago's just telling you where you play that day?
1: Yeah, so we were – Back then it was Toledo was split between Detroit and Chicago, the team, like the affiliate there, the East coast affiliate. And it just was not working out. They'd been pretty poor for the last few years. So Toledo obviously being way closer to Detroit, just dropped Chicago. Um, Or that this was going to be their last year, the year I was there and we were bad. We were really, really bad. Like, I think I, I don't know what the complete stats were maybe 10 wins there. Um, had a real good goalie partner in Jared Corot who played a few games in the show for Detroit. Yeah. I don't think he had a win till after Christmas, like January, maybe with Toledo, with Toledo, like there is not another goalie that won a game there. till Jared that
0: year. That's really fun. That'd be a fun year.
1: Yeah. It was tough. And I think our, our coach quit then became our GM and it was just a, it was just a weird yeah. situation. It
0: was one of those years that's just awful. Yeah, yeah. I get it. Losing sucks. All that stuff sucks. When they...
1: Yeah, it's tough. It was my first year pro. It was just not a good start. I think I got in the first month I was there. There's so many injuries in Chicago that I had
0: 12 transactions within
1: the first month.
0: Yeah, that's it's crazy when you see some like East Coast rosters, like when my research team's hot and there's like each East Coast team will have like eight, nine goalies on the roster. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun times in pro sometimes in North America. So year two then, so you you're in the coast and you play seven games of Rockford your first year. Um, I guess when you get to pro, usually teams have an idea what they think of you, how much they're going to play you, where you're going to fit in. Um, I think it's the same with goalies. Like they know before you, you get to camp, like who's in the AHL, who's in the East coast and where they're going to start you and see, right.
1: Yeah, it really doesn't, uh, contracts have a lot to do with it there, right? Like, yeah, you could stand on your head and training camp and doesn't matter. You're all under contract, right? So this guy's going to end up here. This guy's going to end up there. So, yeah,
0: it's not like u U11 tryouts here in Concord, folks. It's not about the contracts around here. It's all about the kids and what they put on the ice. eh? (laughs) Hey,
1: back when the game's fun.
0: Yeah, that's right. No politics around here, folks. (laughs) Okay. Um, Indy Fuel. I think you might be the first Indy Fuel guy. Where, like, that is that Indianapolis? Indianapolis. That's yeah. That's year two. You're playing 39 games there. Yeah. Good spot. It was a great spot.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, I forget the name. It's not downtown. I think it's like Bourbon Street or something like that. But there's like three or four colleges within like a 15 minute radius of that place. And it is a time.
0: When there's schools around, universities, it changes your whole dynamic of a hockey season, doesn't it? It is wild, yeah. Mm. We didn't like Dayton until we found out Dayton University was there, huh? What's that? I said we didn't even like Dayton until uh, we found out (laughs) Dayton University was just around the corner. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it'll, It'll change things. Shane Owen was my goalie partner there. He's the goalie for Fife. I've skated yeah. with him in the summer with the O'Reillys around here. He's a competitor too. Yeah,
1: yeah. So me and him was ever we a tandem there, or him and I were a tandem there. And yeah,
0: so when he, that's two goalies that are that competitive,
1: um, how does that go? We actually got along pretty well. Um, unfortunately for him, I was on an AHL deal, right? So you kind of get the benefit of the doubt no matter what. Um, yeah, he was good enough to get an AHL deal. It's just just the way things are, you know, like oh, we yeah. about previously. But um he's done well for himself over here. So you said he's with Fife now? I believe he's with Fife. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, I, I know he's in Fife. We played against him.
0: So well, in the AHL that year. Um, you only got three games played, but you had a 1.69 goals against and uh, you even played a playoff game. And it, it's like what we talked about. It's like when you're the goalie and they decide where you fit in their organization and where they tier you, it really doesn't matter. You can get called up to the AHL and get three shutouts in a row and you're, you're probably still going back down to Indy. <laughs>
1: yeah, I got sent down on the, on the bus ride back of my first shutout, I believe, from uh, Chicago Wolves. <laughs> Played pretty well. 31 shots or something weird like that. and uh, Send his
0: ass back.
1: <laughs> some of the boys stayed in Chicago, you know, like one of those trips where you can stay and like get a bus back the next day. And I was on the bus back and GM called me up to the front of the bus. Hey, uh, great game today, Mac. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Uh, you're going to be in Indy tomorrow. They want you playing down there. I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah, when the coast asks for you, you better send those boys down, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. There's, uh, oh, there's almost like the Portland Winterhawks of like the goalies that are in front of me. I had Michael Layton, one of the best goalie partners I could have asked for. Scott Darling was there. Um, Antti Ranta. I don't know if you ever heard of that guy. And then I
0: guess Crawford would have been the Blackhawks goalie, right?
1: Crawford was the Blackhawks goalie. Um, yeah, there was just a slew. Like Lars Johansson came from the Swedish League League. My last year there, he was the Swedish League Goal of the Year, like two years in a row. It was just. And then what a meat market, eh? There. Yeah, just here you go, Mac. You can sit behind these guys for a bit Yeah, just go to legs
0: and eggs and enjoy the day, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so then year three is that is not really your entry-level deal anymore, right? You're signing a new deal with the same organization?
1: Yeah, I was, uh, I'm now, because I burned a year, so my first two years were entry-level, and then uh, yeah, now I'm on a you know, kind of earn your way type and, of deal. And so
0: what is it, like an AHL one-way?
1: Yeah, I think I started the year in the AHL one-way, played well enough towards the end where they made me sign another one, so then I was on my third contract with them, even though it was my third year. Yeah, um, So I just had to sign a, a two-way at the end of the year so I could go black
0: ace for him in the playoffs. Oh, that's cool. So you were a black ace?
1: Yeah, yeah. and I missed the uh, – I was supposed to get called up like a few days prior and get like a little bit of show dope. Is that right? And just the communication wasn't there or something. I don't know how exactly it went down, but the communication wasn't there. I ended up staying in Rockford and staying on my ADL. And then it, I end up missing the charter to St. Louis that year because I'm in during practice. No one told me I had to pack up and go to Chicago. Or and else you GM, would have gone up to the NHL and made NHL money? Just for like a day. Yeah. Like I was supposed to be up there better than nothing. The charter, obviously. Right. And uh, yeah, the communication didn't, uh, the ladder didn't quite work out the way it's supposed to. And I, the GM comes flying on the ice in Rockford and <sighs> I don't, know, I don't know what I did. Maybe I yelled at some who knows. I was I was yeah. scared. And uh like what's up? He's like, what, what are you doing here? I'm like, well practicing? practicing? Yeah, like <laughs> what do you what do you mean? You're supposed to be on a charter in the NHL right now. I'm like, oh yeah, no one told me.
0: I would make your heart jump.
1: You're yeah, supposed but, to be in the NHL. <laughs> well,
0: well, sweet,
1: but yeah, I got I got nothing for you. So yeah, I went to went to St. Louis. it was like that was the year they went like back to back, like two OTs in a row in St. Louis, and then uh, then the Rockford guys ended their year, and then I think uh, Jason Labarbera ended up taking my spot as a black ace.
0: But uh, I just moved guys in and out, eh?
1: Yeah, ended up uh,
0: going home that after that series, but yeah, no, it's the AHL is quite the lifestyle. Um, so I guess yeah, I got that written down here, the up and down lifestyle. So like you're a few years in North America, man, you're playing on two to three teams a year. You're up, you're down. And it's like, it's a weird life, isn't it? It's crazy. Like you're not really on a team. You're not you part know? of a team at like, all. You're part of an organization.
1: Yeah. If you have girlfriends or whatever, trying to fly not in, the life you, for them folks. No, it is not. So it's like, I think I got rid of a few gals. that couldn't quite figure that one out. Um, not that they were, the right fit anyways but uh they would they would get a flight and sh- as soon as someone booked the flight whatever it be, my parents or my girlfriend i was either getting called up or sent down there was yeah. no they didn't work out once and you find out, you, re- you find out real quick get the insurance for your flight so you can get it back.
0: yeah uh, the relationships and the minor pro north america just don't seem to work out all that often because oh. yeah like they'd book a flight to come visit you probably and by the time they get there you're like well i am now at the Lonnie kai and a speedo <laughs> <laughs> and legs and, eggs, like, uh, legs and eggs folks
1: legs and eggs legs and eggs and igniting our night with some
0: jack Fire and flare. ball hairy guys and speedos okay well your third year though um i got written down here as your your biggest taste of the ahl and you had a 926 save percentage um i'm not much of a goalie guy but i know that's pretty good and indy fuel 25 games played in a 918 save percentage it's a pretty good year though eh? yeah you know kind of getting settled in a bit it was nice it was good Yeah, you're getting um, a little more comfortable and pro and getting sent up and sent down and
1: yeah kind of finding my way um a lot of mental skills coaches and stuff involved that year, if I remember correctly. Um, Peter Aubrey played. He was a Cardiff devil. He was my goalie coach that year. Um, Never heard of him. Yeah, he uh, seemed to find a way to get my head clicking the right way. So that worked out well. But, I think uh, the
0: mental coaching thing, it's not something I ever had, but like when I look back on my career, there were some things mentally where if someone would have just, talked me into having confidence or um when you're getting to the ahl like believing in yourself like there's a lot to the mental side that if if you don't have her clicking you're not gonna play well.
1: Oh yeah I think every NHL and AHL team now has a full-time psych on board.
0: I'm pretty sure. Yeah well they should probably have one on board for me. I'm getting up a 530 to podcast folks <laughs> <laughs> God. Anyways, year four, all AHLA, so you don't go to the coast year four. So, are you on an NHL AHL deal? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. I th- and I then you're like, you're that's, You've been with Chicago now for how many? A lot of years. And then with the meat market you've described, you keep going back to them for more, though, eh? Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, there was a few summers there
1: where we didn't sign till late um and i had opportunities to go pto somewhere and then soon like similar situation to the girlfriend thing um as soon as i was about ready to leave for a couple of ptos chicago would call hey we'll offer you this i would call the place i was going to pto i'm like hey i got an offer like could you guys match it because i really just want to get out of here like nope you got to see a play first i'm like ah gotta take that guaranteed cash right but uh looking back now i wish i would have bet on myself once or twice there but uh can't go back now
0: well even though like when when you talk about it like organizations have like five goalies usually on like an nhl deal right and if you show up on a pto like we've talked about you can stand on your head and get a shutout and they're like well thanks for coming heck of a tryout you did well but like you literally couldn't stop any more shots right they're just not going to take you
1: yeah it's tough to bet on yourself in that situation but uh yeah yeah me and my uh, ex-agent got in a little bit of a tiff over the whole thing. Um, couldn't get a hold of him for two months when I went, was uh, trying to find a contract. Couldn't get a hold of him to fire him. Really? Um, yeah. Had to call the front office of the agency and be like, "Hey, uh, I kind of <laughs> made something up in my head that if I can't get a hold of him this weekend, I got to move on. And as soon as I did that, a week later, I had a PTO in Providence from him. So I'm not sure what happened, but, uh, oh, and then, uh, yeah, PTO and Providence, they didn't have any cash and,
0: uh, went to Hungary, but it's, uh, it was a, it was a ride. So, uh, yeah. And like, I see when you make the decision to go to Europe is like, you, you know, you've given her, you, you've tried to make it. And you know, they have their guys that they just would have put in front of you and there's not much you can do about it. It doesn't matter how well you play. So then after that, you're, you do go to Faharvar, Faharvar Sekish Fehavar. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. Hungry, man. Behavior. Behavior. Yeah. Okay. So how does that deal go down? How do you end up in Hungary? Who gets that done for you? Because, like, there's there, like we've talked about, there's a lot of goalies. There's not that many import jobs in the world. And when goalies are playing in Europe, those are there, there are not many goalie jobs in the world. So
1: I picked up Dave as an agent, obviously, um, after I gassed my other one, and um, Dave started looking right away. As soon as yeah. I was, as soon as I was in uh, Providence, and offers started kind of coming in. And Fairbairn, Mark Visintine was there. He played uh, World Championship or World Juniors and stuff, like highly touted guy, ran into some injury troubles, um, and this was kind of over it, I guess, ready to move on like a month into the season out there, which is a bit strange, but uh, that was my opportunity. Um, I went into the office of Providence. Hey, listen, I got these guys offering me, like, are you guys going to be able to find a spot for me here or what's the deal? And I, we just, we're not going to be able to pay you. We don't, we don't pay guys. Right. But uh, so take it. And I was super grateful that they were honest with me, you know, they didn't didn't keep me around, but uh, yeah, I went to Bar and, had a great showing that and first this, year this
0: is where the twix starts
1: this is where the twix starts so in hungary i don't even it might even be in austria as well i'm not 100% sure but in hungary for sure after the game there's these little like sports bars that they sell in at all the stadiums that they chuck onto the ice and they're kind of trash like they're just bad just bad candy bars yeah and uh, so i didn't even think about it like previously that but like fans would throw them at you and put them in your glove as you're walking off like through the tunnel and stuff and like whatever and halfway through the year i think it's like christmas jeff Lavecchio who's now my uh my trainer he's he's playing with me at the time
0: <laughs> vex is your traitor i was gonna bring him up because i saw he was on the team like what an animal that fella is he was episode oh, two. Yeah. did you know that what's that he was episode two Oh, no way. So him and I, I, I went on his podcast, the hockey think tank and him having me on there. I was like, what a great experience. I got to talk about my past. It felt great. I was excited to do it. My, uh, kids and wife could listen to it someday probably won't, but they could. Um, and that's what made me think of this idea was old vex, man. He, uh, he he inspired me.
1: He is a beauty. Love that guy to death. Um, just, yeah. I haven't seen him since he left Fairvar, but like we got in touch. I was looking for a trainer and he's obviously super into it. Judge uh, me. If
0: you want woolen shop, brown ale.
1: <laughs> no free, no free sponsors. Either.
0: Mayfield brewing company. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Max. Oh yeah. He took over as my trainer there, uh, after he left after he retired, I guess he's done so well for himself out there. Proud of Max, if you have yeah, a way listened, to go, buddy, thing. you're the best. um so he he was the reason the twix all went down because christmas happened and they do like the little spoofy who's the grinch who's the santa claus who's whatever and we were losing quite a few games so grumpy mac started coming out a few more times than probably should and uh yeah losing is not fun i'm a real i'm a real good winner not a very good loser um (laughs) So he goes, Yeah, you know, like Max kind of grumpy or whatever. And maybe if you see him on the street, I know he likes Twix, like maybe give him a Twix and a hug or something like that. And so, like, I'm like, Oh, I saw it on there. I'm like, Oh, great. Sure's, you know, whatever. The uh, next game we went at home, about 300 Twix start this litter in the ice. So, and that was kind of the. You do realize the start this has only just begun in Cardiff, right? Oh yeah, uh,
0: until <laughs> until Todd gets upset about the cleanup out of the uh, yeah, ice. <laughs> it's not up to him. He doesn't get to control this. <laughs> Should have been two point three percent owner, Todd. Yeah. Now you're yeah. gonna get twix all over your ice because I'm not an owner.
1: <laughs> oh, he's been great here for us, but yeah, the uh, twix in favor, and then um, the owners of the rink there. They're they're they have a little kid, Benji. He would. Wait in the tunnel with me. He'd have like king size Twix. I'd have all these little Twix, and we'd like do a little exchange. He doesn't speak a lick of English. I don't speak a lick of Hungarian, but like we're constantly messaging back and forth between his mom and my wife, and him are always sending gifts back and forth. So it was a it was a great experience there for two years. Um, an absolute trash bag of a barn. Is that right? But just like so much atmosphere. Like I loved it there. It was like Manchester but
0: everything worked like yeah like in the arena you mean yeah <laughs> like every, every, like the ice was good it was
1: like just cold like dungy type of building well like they, every, they're, they're fans worked.
0: of the pod now just so you know for they're yeah. fans of the pod Second now here, yeah. Yeah. yeah once they're we started well. the congrats boys what what are they Top of the league in the Ebel or the uh, bet at home ice hockey. Oh, league. dear. Well done, gentlemen. Um, that is one of my questions, though, is food and hungry. Vex said something about, uh, what's it called? Goulash. What's going on in Hungary' culinary world? I can't, can't... say that I dabbled really? too much in the Hungarian. You're just, you're just eating at home. You're just putting in your frozen pizzas and just no, doing your I... normal thing.
1: So it's so cheap to live there. Like and that's was one of the draws, right? Yeah. Um is they 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 play in forints out there. They play in Monopoly money a little bit out there. And uh so you go to breakfast for a thousand forents was four dollars US coffee, eggs, bacon on really? the walking street. I lived on the walking street, it was great. So
0: ganger zone in Germany.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> Um, so I, the last two months I played there, I didn't have, uh, groceries in my house. I just went out to eat every breakfast, lunch, dinner. And I think I spent maybe 30 bucks a day, maybe. And you're eating at
0: great restaurants,
1: right? uh, They're not bad. There is a, there was like an import couple or I call them imports. They're from the U S that owned a business there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, And they own the Mexican joint there. And I went there every day and
0: I ordered the vegetarian burrito with steak. So it was like, kind of got the most. Out I'm starting of it. to get to know you. You like to do the same things you like, you like yeah. routines, don't you?
1: Yeah. So I would go and order the same
0: exact meal every time. And,
1: and it was 16 buttons or something they were telling me. So eventually they just put the goalie burrito on the menu there in Fairbark. <laughs> that was my claim to fame. <laughs>
0: really there's a goalie burrito and
1: holy burrito yeah just there's a button there's just goalie burrito that's awesome yeah when you go spend half your salary there you know you get, you get a little some
0: i understand they almost named a don't air kebab after me in germany <laughs> <laughs> All oh, the old donairs. Oh man, when they started calling them yufkas, and then they roll out the like fl- the 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 dough fresh, and like then they're putting it in a pizza oven, and it's warm and it's oh, cozy yeah. and it feels right, you know. <laughs> the old post-practice donairs. Love it. Oh, like three euros. Like Yeah. Best lunch ever. I got to okay. know every Turkish fellow in town, no matter where I played.
1: There might have been more donair shops in Vice Foster than like. Grocery store. Then
0: poof houses. <laughs> Sorry, the German guys were telling me that uh, in Weissfoster, there's guys that would sneak over the border to Poland. Oh, the Poland little... Yeah, that's a quite the... Instead of using apps, they would say. <laughs> quite the little scene over there. On the Is it? Side I I don't know. I only would show up in Weissfoster, play a, would, a hockey match, and head out, right? I would only
1: assume... Like I've never been driven over the border of Mexico, but I would only assume... Like the shanty town that is on the other side of the border is the exact same. It's like just a tin. You look out, you drive over the top of it. It's just tin roofs stretched out. And it's just little shacks selling different things. I and tell you, it's,
0: it's that Weissfosser hanging. place, man. I know we've touched on it briefly, but like it's, it's, a, it's different in East Germany compared to West Germany. Um, like I saw this was, I was getting some of the history before one of my games and Weissfosser had a team. That played Berlin on the east side of the wall like 80 games a season. There was only two teams in the league and they yeah. played each other over and over and over. Won a few championships, though. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you had a 50 50 shot going into her. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, I think they played like each other like 70 oh, yeah. times a season. <laughs>
1: yeah, we uh, almost hate
0: each other by the end of that.
1: Yeah, we were uh, very aware of that. They let us know.
0: Okay. Yeah, no, I'm a bit of a history buff too, I guess. <laughs> uh, but yeah, okay. So anyways, we're in Fahervar. And um, you guys are about 500, it looked like, eh? So are they a big budget team in that league or where are they sit budget-wise?
1: Um, I think they are now. From what I've seen, they got a new uh, new sponsor like a couple years after I left Hydro or something like that.
0: Sponsors um, change everything.
1: Yeah, especially in that, like pretty much all of Europe, except for from what i've seen here um yeah it's more more bums and seats from what i've heard in this league yeah uh, agree yeah but yeah you could have like nobody in the building as long as you have sponsors in mainland europe you're fine exactly yeah and like beating
0: high my sponsor was porsche and they were doing really well until they weren't <laughs> then the budget went down hard yeah, yeah. <laughs> now they're in the dl and i guess they're probably doing well again you yeah know? i wish they, I, I would be in the dl if they would have
1: not gone three in a row there it would have been nice i was supposed sure. to go to castle that this year you if were castle supposed to one to- it was going to be a tandem between uh coon and myself but then uh, jerry
0: coon I- a former bronco himself yeah
1: we were supposed to be a tandem but uh wasn't meant to be
0: mm, interesting yeah it's very when you're making decisions and signing contracts and there's that little window where you, you know Once, if you're not talking to any teams, it seems like nothing's happened. And then as soon as you start talking to one team, then all of a sudden the other teams come out of the woodwork next thing, you know, you're like making decisions that will greatly affect the rest of your life within hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: You're you're waiting for a team to either win or lose A a game is very nerve wracking.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. It's hard when you're not in control of things. Um, Okay. So, Hungary was good. You guys had fun. You played with Vex. So he's your trainer still remotely. Like you're doing the, the his app thing. Yeah. Train heroic like the, or whatever.
1: Yeah. Train heroic app. Um, Shout out Vex,
0: free ads for you, buddy. Cause you're the best.
1: Yeah. He's got, uh, likes to videotape himself i think there's a few videos like uh really likes his biceps too doesn't he I, like
0: i see him just putting stuff on instagram of him to, Yeah, just calendar. just flexing his muscles <laughs> and like looking at the clouds with his biceps and i'm like geez, man
1: yeah he uh doesn't like shirts that's for sure um but if you look like I, that you know I, all the power i, I you. love shirts i feel um <laughs> yeah So no, he's been great like obviously super into it but uh yeah, he's got me to where I need to be most most years here. So who's down there? You got a
0: dog. Oh yeah. Yeah, a little husky. So you yeah. brought your dog to Cardiff. I had to make the decision to leave mine at home because the price was too much. That uh, that's a money grab and a half there. But yeah. I, I when I went there, I had like a half Rottweiler, half lab. It's pretty big dog. So um we had taken him to Germany every year, but then the UK, the he had to stay with my parents because it just it Not wasn't ready. feasible. Wild. Yeah. So you got yours over there, eh?
1: Yeah. She's a psychiatric service dog. Right.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Understood. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then how do you leave uh for her for, um after two seasons? Because like obviously you got a good relationship if you're uh you you and the the owner's kids are dishing out Twix and you're, you know, the fans like you. So why do you leave? Um, that was my first team in Europe.
1: Um, looking back, um, probably would have done it a bit differently if I could go back and do it again. Um got into it a bit with like how professional things were, like coming from yep. uh, you know, AHL and stuff like that. And this things weren't as professional as as I'd want them to be. Yeah. Um probably would have handled it a bit differently had i known like how bad it can be <laughs> like europe just kind of yeah there's teams where it's just not professional things, right? yeah. yeah um and there was a few you know incidents where you know the truth will eventually come out but uh i don't need to air it out here but um fair enough but uh yeah just a few incidents where just things that weren't done properly like in and outside the locker room and i i think both me and the organization just kind of said you know what like this is what you have to move on yeah this is what you expect and we you know can't guarantee that's gonna happen and you know you're you're asking a lot of your teammates and of us and we can't really
0: be dealing with this right now uh, yeah okay i'm not sure what all goes on around there but um Anyways, it's fun that this whole Twix thing is happening. I, that just, yeah, no, it, it, like yeah. literally yesterday, man, when I wake up and you know what you do, you wake up in the morning, you hit the toilet, you open your phone and then you see that you're getting Twix chucked at you. Cause Evan Mosey's talking to me in my shed and it's just like, it just warms my heart. I feel like I'm back in the game. I feel like I'm a part of it again. <laughs> and, um, thank you to all the Devils fans that made that oh, happen. Yeah. yeah, it was good.
1: Yeah. The boys liked it, you know? Oh, Maybe they would have been having early a lot of eh? diabetes for me,
0: but you know, <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Yeah. So I guess what the boys wouldn't have known that was coming all of a sudden Twix. and so they're like, why are there Twix coming on the ice?
1: <laughs> yeah. I had a, I had a few explanations for a few guys, but uh, yeah, you know, uh, I got okay. to start watching
0: the pod boys. That's right. Yeah, Get involved folks. All these new guys. I don't know. You can all come on, see how me and Mac are getting along. Right. <laughs> okay so how do you get to vice foster is that david and Monty sending you to vice foster i'm gonna have to talk to him about this
1: yeah yeah you should probably have a chit chat well uh, like he it's probably everything.
0: knows about vice foster i bet you he didn't come visit you there
1: he did shut up he, he went very to vice impre- foster very impressed um <laughs> did you he, take him uh, to the
0: nicest restaurant in town
1: <laughs> yeah it was next door to me i think yeah <laughs> in my building maybe even yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Okay, yeah. Sorry. So the way we were talking and since I've been with Dave, has been asking about heritage and stuff. Right. And my mom like looked through the, the family tree on uh, ancestry.com and, you know, she pretty much her entire family in the 1900s or before from Germany. Right. So they thought they could do something with it. Um, if we would have done it right away. I think, you know, I might still be there. We might not be talking, unfortunately. But yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Just uh, signed a two-year deal. They're like, well, it might take a process here for us to get you a, a passport. And for the first year, it was, oh yeah, like it should be coming. It's coming next <laughs> week or yeah, next <laughs> month. I heard it's on the process. And then, uh, sure enough, like all of a sudden in summer, they're like, hey, can you uh, fill out this paperwork and like. Tell me who this is in the family tree. Tell me who that is. I'm like, well, that's my mom right there. So clearly you guys haven't been working on much.
0: Yeah, you haven't done anything. Yeah, yeah.
1: you haven't done anything. And, you know, my mom, bless her heart, like spending whatever it is, 200 bucks a month for premium ancestry.com. And, you know, we're sending documents over, getting them notarized. and it's, I
0: feel like she'd be more than willing to do that if uh, the whole family uprooted themselves to head to uh, <laughs> yeah, Chicago. No, very,
1: very, very nice lady. The nicest lady in the family for sure. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it was a uh, bit of a mind. Uh, put my mind a bit of a pretzel some days. But, uh, you know, they, were, um, they, they treated me well in vice Foster, so I can't say... Too many bad things.
0: Yeah, when I was in the second league in Germany, Vice Foster always signed a really good goal It was Boots Jonathan Boutin was his name, and he would get a lot of shots every game, and he was really, really good. And I would think, geez, man, if you just go to a different team, you'd have way more fun.
1: It's <laughs> um, yeah, not fun. That's but um, they got
0: great fans there, eh? Like they're passionate. They are into like, it.
1: Yeah, like they. We had a we had a tough stretch there, obviously. Like like most teams in vice foster probably do. Like, I think they're doing pretty well this year, but uh, we had fans come down to the door of the locker room, like outside, start pounding on the door. There's maybe 12 to 18. And like the cops were in their vans up top, making sure it didn't get too out of hand. And after a tough loss or something, I'm already upset. Like I, the wires are crossing already. I'm in, rolling out, just trying to breathe through it at this point. And someone comes in, tells our captain, hey, the fans are out there. You got you to go talk to him. And he's like, no, nope, not doing it. And I perk up like the guy in Kenny, who's the toughest guy in here, you know, <laughs> get that one going. So I'm like, oh, I'll go talk to him. And I went out there and talked to him. And it was, I got the crazy eyes going and everything and fly the door open and everyone just kind of, hey, Mac, good game. And like in the German accent, I'm like, I was hoping for a little bit of back and forth. Yeah. Yeah. You want to come at me? Yeah. (laughs) I wanted, I wanted a little bit of confrontation, but uh, yeah, they weren't, uh, they weren't having it, but uh, we're like, we talked for a little bit out there and everyone kind of went their separate ways and it was fine. They just wanted German fans. They just want to be involved and want an explanation as to why things are the way they are.
0: German fans are, are, uh, they're different than say uh, the UK fan bases. Yeah. Like if you, lose a couple games in a row, they actually will call a meeting and be like, like, you need to explain like why we're losing and what's happening. Like, right. And then the coach will be like, well, we're going to, we're going to skate more. We're just not in shape. So then you you go to practice and just get bagged so he can tell the fans, well, you know, we did this. They'll they'll like put it on social media and stuff too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Look at these guys. They're puking on the ice. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you were there two years. I understand it now is it a two-year deal. They suckered you into a two-year deal because of the German passport. Now carrot, I get it. Carrot in front of me. Ah, uh, carrots. Um, So was the coach that Nielsen that used to be a Nottingham?
1: Yeah, Corey Nielsen.
0: Yeah. So he was the one that recruited you then. Um.
1: So yeah, him and Dave are like decent buddies, or like Dave's his agent as well. I think maybe. Um. And like you said, they just needed a goalie. Um, And I was available at the time. Yeah. Um, We waited for a different team and they just finally fell through it. And then I was kind of without a spot, no import spots available. That was the only one left. Went there. Um, Corey, obviously, um, most guys in GB know him for – coaching the national team here uh he's yeah. a bit of a character um i only know I, him from like when he coached nottingham and i was i was playing against him i guess yeah i enjoyed him because you kind of know where you stand, right like he doesn't play games doesn't beat around the bush you know he's gonna if you're trash one day and he's just gonna yeah you're trash like uh, that's fine with me as long as Yeah, straightforward, you know, whatever. So
0: yeah, just be honest and yeah, it is what it is. Um, okay. So then uh Vice Foster, what was there to do around there?
1: Um, not much. There's a few lakes there, like in the summer. We spent the summer there. Um, my wife and I yeah, you were there
0: year round, eh?
1: Yeah, so we were there. That's what we started to do as signed contracts where we stayed all summer so we can see the area a bit and
0: And you don't have a home base so you may as well just enjoy where you are yeah and she loves
1: traveling and going to coffee shops and doing the whole european thing um so so do i we've been enjoying yeah we've been enjoying it um but yeah uh the the stranger the uh equipment manager there came really close over the summer like he would invite us to like bingo nights and you know, watching, uh, soccer games and stuff at his girlfriend's house and things like that. So we got pretty close with a few people around town, um, which is, that's nice. what
0: makes it feel like home. Right. Is once you yeah. start, you got people that like, it's a Friday night and you got, you, you got places to go. Right.
1: Yeah. And it got to the point where like, I could somewhat understand conversations in German. I just couldn't.
0: Yeah. You couldn't speak it. it. You could understand it. Do can. Verstanden, Abadou can't can Nick Sprecken yeah Nick Sprecken Deutsch. Yeah, Abadou verstanden. You can yeah. understand and the, it. It's different
1: too, right? Because then you got guys from Bavaria in your locker room.
0: And they you, talk like, different, right? Teaching
1: you different words than like the Russian German. <laughs> and like you're so you're saying stuff in the grocery store and you're like, and if you don't say it like just Germans right. Are, just good, right. Germans are good people, but like If you don't say it perfectly,
0: they're gonna act like you're speaking a different, like you, like you're not even trying. And you're like, I'm trying, I'm trying to speak your language. Can you please meet me halfway? If I'm trying to say I want mayo with my fries, don't think I need to say mayo. It's mayo, not mayo. Mayo, (laughs) yeah. And they, and if you say it mayo instead of mayo, they're like, "Mm, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, you do.
1: We had our COVID test at the end of the year, we we're flying out and we had to answer all these questions, my wife and I, and the guy doing the test, like, oh, you guys have been here for two years. And in German, after he asks us in, in English and we go, no, or yeah, we've been here for two years, turns to his partner and goes, they've been here for two years and they don't speak German. And I like understood this in German.
0: I'm like, no, we don't.
1: <laughs> and he was just like,
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, man. No, it's tough. Yeah, I know once I could speak German, though, well, pretty good. I wasn't, like, totally fluent. But, like, when I could basically do everything in German, it made life over there way better. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, they protect, they 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 do understand you, right? But when you're first trying, it's like it ruins your confidence. When you're trying to speak German, and then they act like they don't know what you're saying, you're like, well, I'm done trying, right? Yeah. Well, it's, yeah.
1: And, and you get, go get seven eight, eight beers in you in and you're like let's thing. talk german yeah you go in the locker room you go hey guys i said this to the the grocery store lady They're like yeah what was the problem
0: well is it right like, yeah perfect well
1: apparently not
0: apparently <laughs> not she did, had no clue sorry for burping in the mic at 709 a.m <laughs> yeah no i agree. yeah it, it's it's it was bizarre when they would pretend they didn't know what you're saying even when you were trying and it's like well why am i trying if you're, you're you know yeah no no patience over there but that's okay no but it, it's just a whole different culture and different lifestyle and i i'm i thought germany was awesome did you did did weisswasser have like big beer tents big beer um, halls like
1: bavaria it's hard like hard for me to say because like it was COVID. Like, oh, right. right after the year was over.
0: God, I keep um, forgetting you
1: young bucks are dealing with that stuff. Yeah. It's, it's a bit trash. Um, but they, they're protesting in my home in the vice foster, which I enjoy. They were driving around at 10 o'clock at night past curfew, everyone honking their horns, probably like 400, 500 cars down the main drag. It's great, great to see.
0: <laughs> they were fighting it. Eh? Uh, that's good stuff. So then, um, so then I guess you play out your two years, but you're living there the whole time. So you're still living in Weissfosser when you signed the deal in Cardiff?
1: Uh, no. So we, we left after the year, after the final year there. We just stayed through the two-year contract. Um, we stayed a little bit longer. Um, but then we were home in uh, Jackson, Wyoming. Uh, we had... Wyoming.
0: Where's yeah. Wyoming?
1: Wyoming. Uh, 12 hours south of Calgary, straight south. Oh, it's way out there. Yeah. Um, we had our wedding. Uh, so my wife's Canadian. And so in order for her to get back to the U.S. Uh, with COVID, she needed to be uh, either married to a U.S. citizen or a U.S. citizen. So we are having our wedding in the U.S. And as of like a month from us leaving, she couldn't get into the U.S., we weren't married yet so we got married via zoom
0: shut up hazy sunset <laughs> are you being serious you got married swear to God. Zoom?
1: yeah you know so we what were... it
0: can be the home of podcasts it can be the home of weddings this whole thing is just it, it can change lives
1: oh yeah so we oddly enough got like an officiant from some app and out of
0: salt lake so, so you trying- are using apps yeah <laughs> <laughs> we
1: technically, we technically got married in Salt Lake where I was born and spent 24 hours, but, um, yeah, so we got married via zoom, both our families zoom called in like it
0: are, was, and you guys are where you're in Wyoming vice foster
1: in my apartment,
0: you're in vice foster getting married on zoom.
1: Yeah in my apartment eastern block germany having a time and
0: this is why folks you wake up at 5 30 in the morning <laughs> to podcast because hockey players lives are totally fucked
1: <laughs> so that was the only way we could get her into the u.s oh
0: god yeah no and uh my, yeah my buddy he was crossing the border to go get married to the states and the wife's like let's go we're going to get married and they're like no, you're not. Like, you don't have the paperwork. And then all of a sudden, they couldn't actually get married. We're at a big wedding, and they're not actually signed the paperwork, but everybody there thought they got married.
1: Yeah, no, exactly. So we were married prior to our ceremony that Mosey came to. Like, Mosey Is Mosey a was good
0: dancer? I bet you he's more of a talker than a dancer.
1: Oh, definitely more of a talker. So he was one of the only non-family members invited because we had to downsize everything because none of the Canadians can come. We're going to have another one. Another like barbecue ceremony in uh, Canmore, Alberta. Is that where she's from? That's that's where her parents are at now. Um, and actually, the owners of uh, the Cardiff Devils might make a showing. <laughs> uh, my wife, my wife had a few uh, a few pints and a few uh, gin and tonics in the uh, VIP, and when the owners were in town, and they might have invited themselves or she invited them. I'm not sure how all went down. But, uh,
0: uh, well, when you get those guys Stevie, involved, Steve King
1: might be MC in my wedding, my wow. second wedding in uh, Canmore.
0: Yeah, no, and like he would be he'd be a good pick. Like, those guys are they're fun, they treat you well, they well, uh, like when, when you played like you did at the minors in North America in the coast in the AHL, and the way you get treated, and and then you go to Vice Vosser or Fucker and then you get to Cardiff, and like and these guys like they they treat you the way it should be in any business but like for some reason in minor pro hockey people think they can treat hockey players quite poorly um compared to like the real world and uh those guys come in and they're like no we're going to do this right we're going to treat you with respect when we give you a deal, we're going to pay you the whole thing. And it's going to be what we say it is. Nothing is going to be hidden. There's no family heritage looking through the family tree, trying to figure out where you fit because they are doing what they say they're going to do, right?
1: Oh, we, we hadn't even stepped foot on a plane yet to get out here. And the amount of stuff Katrina and Todd, and obviously the owners are behind everything. The amount of things they did for us was absolutely incredible like and they're like like you said their expectations of you are just to perform on the ice and anything outside of that if you need anything they're there to help uh on my wedding day Todd called me and like we were just downstairs with the groomsmen just hanging so out this is the kid. zoom
0: call with vice Foster.
1: <laughs> no so Todd <laughs> called me and I answered and he's like hey like can you do this, this, and this with the visa stuff? Cause we were still working on our visas. Visas were a junk show this year uh, for everyone. I got all the imports in the league and uh, I'm like, yeah, like I'll, I'll look into it tomorrow. And he goes, well, what do you mean? And I go, well, it's my wedding today. And Todd was just floored that I even answered the call on my wedding. He's like, call me back in a week. <laughs> I like can't be answering your phone on your wedding day, blah, blah. blah. But he, uh, yeah, he, him and Katrina, the front office there, have been incredible. Like, uh, we can't say like enough about how we've been treated here. It's been.
0: Well, I, and like, I know I pumped your tires way too much for not being a 2.3% owner, but like, um, I almost was. And like, it's because of the way they treat people. And like, when you show up there and they do all those things for you and they treat you the way they do, it makes you want to play better. Like when you have a bad game you really feel it because you're like, look at what they do for us. Look at what we have here. Look at the life we're living. Like we, we got to win for them. Right.
1: Yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like I feel more pressure playing for this organization than I've had than I've felt in years.
0: And, and Cause, you cause know you- what? And that's like- the culture they've built. Right. Is because when I was there, that was not the case. We were just going out and, just be a dandies, but like they've built that culture that like we win.
1: Yeah, no, and that's what Dave and I talked about like before signing. I was like, I just want to win. Like, put me What's somewhere I can win. Like, I've been in organizations where we haven't been great. Like, put me in a place where I go and he's like, oh, I got
0: White water.
1: I got the spot for you. Let's go. I'm like, all right, perfect.
0: Yeah, no, and you guys are gonna have a time. Um, I I don't know the new guys. I like, yeah, I'm too removed from that age group. But what's this Brody Reed fella seems to be scoring some goals. So I see his name a lot. Not yeah, that he's
1: got some nifty little uh, little hands on him. Is he a he's little got... fella or what is he? Oh, he I would say he's about six foot, six one. Sorry, Reed, uh, over yeah, that. One of but, those uh,
0: bigger, good looking guys, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's uh, a yeah, he's a bit of a looker. Yeah. Jeez, um, um, I hated to, you guys. Actually,
1: now that I think about it, We're, we
0: you got some decent-looking human beings. Is that right? Scaldi was recruiting some man <laughs>
1: rockets. <laughs> maybe, maybe. I don't know. I don't want to. You know, uh, you guys no. have to come up to
0: games and maybe see. Who knows? Well, you, no, you're doing pretty well for yourself. You you look like you don't need any apps. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got Um, uh,
1: got Batch is probably our best looking guy. He's got just
0: a set of flow on him that just six foot, like three, chiseled, you know, quiet, nice, you know, like, and he doesn't even like realize that he's good looking, you know, he's one of those guys. He's got the flow going, though. It's just unbelievable. Really is. Yeah. Um, No, I know. I know. I wasn't one of those guys. Nobody nobody turned their head when I walked in the bar. Except my wife's, she's <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't really know what else I have for today, other than like I'm really looking forward to see how much Twix hit the ice, and like just watching Cardiff keep rolling. Because like when the game ends, like for guys like us that are hockey guys, and like this is all we've done our whole lives, like I'm just so happy. I feel like I'm a part of it again. <laughs> and like when people are throwing twix at you because of Evan Mosey. And it's like, huh, I'm like part of hockey again. Like I'm part of the game again. Right. And it just, it, I just, I couldn't be happier.
1: <laughs> oh, it was awesome. Yeah. It was good to uh fans seem to enjoy it. And that's, you know, part of the thing here in Cardiff, as long as the fans are having a good time and coming to games and stuff, we'll do whatever, but uh oh, that's yeah, pretty cool. You're he, back. They're just in the fans. pot as usual. I didn't even realize he scored Three goals or two goals on me when we played him. I was so upset after the game when
0: he texted me. I was like, I didn't text him back for like three, four days. Yeah, I understand. I wouldn't either. Um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's fun playing your buddies. So I'd rather play my buddies than randoms. Yeah, you get a little more,
1: well, for me, at least I like get a little more like a little more hatred during the game, you know, a more juiced up.
0: Maybe playing against my grandmother. I still want to beat her 8 0. I got issues, man. You should see me in pickleball around here. Oh, you're a pickleball guy. Oh, yeah. I just crush these old folks around here. Oh, I love a good pickleball. Do you? It's a fun game, man. You play pickleball then? Finally, somebody on the pod that's played pickleball. It's a good It's like stand-up ping pong, and you're running around, but you can still spin it. Leaking. Oh, but like singles is too much for me. I'm more of a doubles guy now, you know?
1: Oh, I, I go doubles, but I'm just a sweater. Like, I... Are you? I'm you're hairy and sweating. You're hairy and
0: sweating. That's a tough combo.
1: Yeah, it's a bad combo. Like, my wife wants me to get Botox in the armpits. I don't know if I
0: have that in me. What does that do? Stops the sweating. apparently, I don't know. These... Botox in your armpits Botox? stops sweating? Yeah. That it doesn't sound healthy. I feel like you're
1: supposed to perspire. That's what I said to her. Like, it might come out somewhere else. What if it comes
0: down my lower back? I don't want that. Or even further down. <laughs> further down. I didn't want to say it. I'm glad you went there. <laughs> yeah, no, I'll do that for people. I'll get you there.
1: <laughs> my uh, my brother-in-law, my sister's husband, was like, he's from London, actually. Oh, he, talks but, in your armpits. I'm still trying to figure that out. Okay, go ahead. He was a uh, collegiate tennis player. Yep. So I'm playing against him in the summer just for like cardio type stuff. And this guy's just hitting line after line after line on me. I'm not getting frustrated at all, so like I was no, pretty you, you don't pretty you, calm you 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 don't mind
0: losing. I understand. I yeah, know I was pretty calm. I was calling them like very nice things, you know, yeah so <laughs> yeah, no, I, I i it's like the guys is like in the neighborhood here we get together. one guy's got a tennis court, so we get together. it was during the summers, it's like Tuesdays or Thursdays we do, but we get together, there's like six to eight of us, and we have a couple beers and play pickleball, and like they're all just like. Yeah, like, let's play and smile and have fun. And I'm just crushing it down the line, chirping them. And it's like, I got real issues still. That's good, though. I like it. Well, you can't change who
1: you are, right? You still got to win. You got to be able to flip that switch still, you know, and just know that you still got it.
0: Wow. Well, and uh, actually, that was one more thing we got to talk about. Your new thing. There was the bouncy wave, which, like, my son went out on the ice, actually. We just watched it on YouTube. And he goes out with bouncy and does the brrrr, wave with the fans. And now you got a thing where you skate really fast and jump into the glass, eh?
1: Yeah. That started in Fairbar too with the uh the uh Twix. owner of the ring
0: and running into the glass. Twix That's running, come with muck you, and,
1: Running amuck on the glass. Um so originally when I got here like someone told me like oh you're doing the bouncy wave. my am like ah, I can't be can't be doing that. You're not Ben Bounds. You don't even have a tramp stamp. Yeah I can't you know I don't want to be comparing myself to that guy. Um no, a whole different got, person. Got and he's that. got a
0: tramp stamp.
1: Yeah, well, you know. Do you have he, one?
0: No, I do not. Okay, okay fair no. enough. Go ahead. Sleeve and a back, please. But that's what oh, it. Oh, that's, that's the good. you doing the normal man tattoos, not the low back.
1: Yeah, you know.
0: Fair enough. Okay, well, well goalies are different. I don't, body body don't know what values, you guys are doing. Go goalies it. are weird. If he's got the good body, low back for it, that's fine. He used um, to have a better body for it. Now he's getting too skinny. <laughs> um
1: so I was was doing it with the little kids on our team, uh, the boys' kids, like on the one side, and they haven't been there lately. So I just, you know, what? That, maybe that'll be my thing. I'll
0: just skate full tilt and try and take out the glass. Maybe put a more work in for the maintenance guys. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, I was just trying to figure out, like, if I would have been on the team and my kid would have been on the ice, like how he does that, because he would do the bouncy wave. But then I was trying to picture like my my little kid running full speed and jumping into the glass, and I just I don't know how it works. <laughs> Yeah. The key to success there from what I've learned over the years is you got to make sure you get above
1: the dasher. Right. Cause that's a lot harder, right? You go hip on dasher, you're not going to have a good time, but if you go hip on glass, a little more give a little more give.
0: Yeah. I understand. Yeah. So you're going to make sure you got to get some air. Yeah. You got to get those, those air Jordans. What's the other goalie's name?
1: Uh, Cozen, Taryn Cozen. What does he do anything? um i forced his hand a bit he had a really good game against guilford at home here and the crowd were going a little little crazy still and someone needed to get out there and it wasn't going to be me you know i'm not not when you're not playing yeah not playing you know i'm not you know i'm just you, you don't this. jump in the glass when you're not playing no no i'm a cheerleader i'm a cheer for the boys and uh
0: you're there for Taryn. yeah i mean they're the same yeah yeah and, yeah, no you're uh, just there for support at that point right
1: so i pushed him out there and he did his little thing and
0: what'd he do i think he did the got the fans going this way oh he did the bouncy thing like with the brrr, yeah thing.
1: like started low yeah got going high right. um, which is a pretty common thing for europe i think like there's not really much more you can do as a goalie you know Well, there like,
0: are things you can do there. There's definitely things I've seen goalies do things in Europe, you know, like there's guys, there was a guy that what? could do like cartwheels, right? Like he would do cartwheels and then like, but then he would do a cartwheel and then right into the splits, like on the ice for the Goalsy fans, can for the do boys. A quick
1: split, so maybe that's his play. Maybe he skates fast split
0: save. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I think if he skated and like, went into the splits between the blues, you know, whatever, whatever you want to do, Taryn, it's up to you, but you got to do maybe, something. Maybe get to a little
1: slap shot, a little old school slap shot, strip tease in the middle. Who knows? Legs and eggs.
0: <laughs> Who knows? Legs and eggs, boys. That's just hockey. Just got it. You got to do it for the fans. <laughs> okay. Um, I got nothing else for you today other than, um, You're still doing it. You're living the life like I used to get to live. And when it's over, she's over. And, uh, like, I haven't left Bruce County in, like, two years. Um, And uh, you get to live all over the world. You get to do all this cool shit. So uh, make sure you appreciate it, eh?
1: Love it. Love it. Yeah, we are absolutely enjoying ourselves out here in Cardiff. Can't say enough about the town and the organization, obviously, we've touched on. But just the people here. Like, we... It's almost like little Canada, right? Like you go around, people are actually smiling at you. Not like Eastern Germany. People are smiling, having a great day. It's sunny here. It's rainy here. People are just out doing stuff. It's great.
0: Well, uh, One thing I've always, you know, it depends where you live and what town you're in in the world. But like people that don't know each other in Cardiff, Wales, like they say hi to each other. They're like, hey, how are you? Or actually what they say is, you all right? Um, you okay yeah well yes i'm all right why am i not all right but they at least are talking to you they're not just walking by you looking at you like you know what's he up to they're like you all right you all right and i'm like yes i'm all right how are you you know like but at least we're all chatting and they're all smiling they're all having a good day right
1: yeah it's it's been incredible like i i left the rink i told this to todd and the owners when they're here like i left the rink the first two weeks i don't think i've had a bigger smile on my face playing in europe before those first two weeks, it
0: was just can't believe this is where I'm at right now. It's just great. Well, and it takes going to a place like Vice Foster to really appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, Vice man. Foster, I don't mean to talk this poorly about you. I know you're trying <laughs> to recruit players every year, and I'm oh, sorry. Giving them
1: heat the whole time. I'm trying to help out a little bit here.
0: Yeah, no, and like you do have passionate fans, and it's just, I mean, Cardiff, there, it's just a better place, right? It's yeah, it's great here.
1: I think it's perfect size town, honestly.
0: It really is, and you're in the bay. So that's what I'm trying to say to you is appreciate it. Appreciate what you're doing because when it's over, it's over.
1: Yeah. yeah. And I'll be, you know, maybe co-hosting a podcast. Who knows?
0: Well, yeah. You know, that whatever keeps you in the game and keeps you a part of it is like you're a hockey guy like me. You're a competitor, you want to win, and you want to be a hockey player. And yeah, this is how I found out how to be in the game five years later, you know?
1: Yeah. That's the goal, you know, maybe hopefully five or six years down the road, stay in it somehow,
0: but, uh, Oh, you got lots of time left big guy.
1: Oh yeah. As long as these hips and groins and knees stay together, I'll be
0: dialed. Yeah. Um, I think what we should really get started is maybe like the Cardiff Devils fans could like, you know, kind of design some kind of a new tramp stamp for you. Right. Like, yeah. I don't know. We get it. We, we win the league. I might get one.
1: Maybe not a tramp stamp, but. We'll go something, back something. though,
0: right? Maybe we'll clean up some of the hair we talked about and then.
1: Yeah. Like maybe some laser hair removal and then like a nice little, nice little piece somewhere. A
0: little something, something, right?
1: <laughs> Botox, Botox, laser hair removal. Then we'll talk about some tramp oh,
0: I You've just brought back <laughs> memories though. It's like when I was in Cardiff, there were fans that were like, they were wanting Dougie Clarkson to sign, like, a piece of paper because they wanted to get his signature on their body. And it's like, you realize Dougie's, like, only playing here for, like, a year, and then he's going to leave, and then you're going to have a signature on your body. Well, there's been, like,
1: Cody Lample in the DEL. He's got a few. Like, he's, like, tattooed fans. He has tattooed fans? I believe so. Like, either, either he's tattooed, like, the tattoo, like, parlor owner's. Like with his signature, or something like that. I've seen him on his, his Instagram is wild, and
0: like- that sort of stuff. Like when we were in the big blue tent at Cardiff, which you wouldn't even know about, is like there were fans that were like, "Like you can do it." They wanted Dougie to make a signature on his body, and yeah, the the, the passion that those fans have, and then you got Todd and Katrina taking care of everybody. Like it's a recipe for success, right? And then you got the city with the Bay, and uh, just too much to do, too much fun to be had in Cardiff. Did Todd do the intros when you were here? Like when we would come on the ice? Yeah. To Nickelback? Burn it down or something. Nope. <laughs> he would, yeah, no, he would be like, welcome, Cardiff Devils. Yeah, he would do that. He would be the. Put your hands together. Oh That's yeah, re- oh yeah. Stripper voice. Todd has a stripper <laughs> voice when he does that. For sure, he does. Yeah. Oh, he's, so he, at, he's, he's at. He's at got... legs and eggs. It's. it's when he's... <laughs> welcome to the center stage. <laughs> welcome to center ice. It's your Cardiff Devils. Folks. <laughs> Oh, the uh, first game I heard that, I'm like,
1: that's Todd. And he's like pretty good. Oh, like, He's yeah. really good. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like there was a time in his life that we don't know about that he was like, welcome to the stage, Destiny. <laughs> <laughs> Please bring your toonies and $5 bills <laughs> to the stage. <laughs> okay. And this has been another episode of Two Ales and Hockey Tales with Backer and Wally. Some people clap on the one and three. Some people clap on the two and four. Some people don't join at all because they got no rhythm, and that's all right. Some people, they drink too much. Some people don't drink enough. Some people are just like me. I hope y'all forgive them. I'm like Scott, sky, I'm, I'm like gold bands. I'm like the side bands.